Welcome back, Mr. Welcome back. Sir Mark. Another week, another episode. That's right. Another just. And you know what? Another day, another. I'm so ready for this episode. Endless day, another week, another. Hey. What? You know what? Life is good. There's good things in the world, okay? What? And I'm feeling good because you know what I realize about things? You don't have to use the, the the tools that you know different different histories had to use before to do the same things. Uh, For instance, look at this. You have a pen here. It's like fancy pen. Yeah. It's made to look like a, a feather. It's a, it's a cool like feather quill type pen. Yeah. You don't need that anymore. I mean, I know I don't need histories it. Histories have needed this. Different people in different times have needed to do this. Or maybe they need to carve, carve into rocks with... Different well, I actually, I actually do need that so I can pretend to write notes when I'm actually just doodling in my notebook. But uh, basically, what, Where's what your I'm notebook? trying Did to say... Did you forget your notebook? No. Nope. Are we not doing... I didn't a, forget my Are notebook. we doing like a crimeless episode again? Nope. Are you talking Take about Take it easy. Candy? See what I'm talking about, about the amazingness? I don't need a notebook anymore. Other people, people in the olden times, different, different worlds, different places, they had to use different kinds of papers and pens. But guess what? Are you just using CLEs your laptop on now? the keyboards... They can let you type it. Yeah. And so I discovered that I don't even need to use a paper and pen anymore. Oh, well, what did you do with your notebook? That was a gift I, I got you. Well, see, but uh, you know what? I could tell you probably kept a, kept a lot of squirrels in the alley warm. Oh, <laughs> you just threw it in the alleyway? And kind of lit it on fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks but that's for the gift on fire. That's because, because it's not needed anymore. Because you just discovered laptops. Well, Michael... That's how the old people do things. This is how the new new world gets different things done in more more fast, efficient kind of different is it, ways. Yeah, because it looks like you're struggling to find your notes. Let me see. How did this work again? Where did I put it down? I typed it, but I don't know if it even showed. There it is. Did you save it? I found it. Save as? And look, it, even when you're using different computer, you can use different fonts to make things kind of... Did, you, did you make a fancy font for your notebook? Okay. Notebooks don't have any fonts. That's the thing. If you write something down in the notebook and you wow. want to change it to look bold or italic or script, um, guess what? You can't do that. This one, I can highlight it and I can change it like it wasn't even there before. If I want to cross something out, I could just cross it out completely from existence by clicking delete. Yeah. I mean, this is most people things we've known about i mean people have been using technology and laptops you know since the 90s is this your first laptop or something well this first time i realized kind of the different things i discovered hey if you look at these buttons each of these buttons actually every letter of the alphabet is on this laptop here have you figured out what all buttons. the symbols are for some of them do different things like like some of them go up or down some of them have different lines that kind of cross around or hold things the there's a little hug hugging machine that kind of has different lines that are curved and they they hug the text um there's some different stuff that's kind of i don't know what's going on with you know there's some fancy things like like you can make a regular a but you can also make fancy a a fancy a yeah that has a different little bit of a it's a badge a badge mm-hmm Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can say, you know, if you... I think it's like, you can write A. Like, I could write, my kid's an ass. 
like mm-hmm. that. Or I could write, Mike is an ass, and I could put the badge in it. I think that's kind of how is it. Is it look like an A, just like with a really long tail that swoops around it? With the tail that comes, that goes all the way around the A and do a circle. Like an A spiral? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some other stuff that you could do that's, you know, kind of different. What's this squiggly one right here? Where's the squiggle? There's all kinds of squiggles. What about that one? Oh, let me let me tell you about that one. What do you need to know about it? I'm just curious if you know what it is. What is it? See, I'm illustrating kind of what it does. That is, my friend, is a question mark, and I know what that does. What it does turns what you're saying. It's like this. It's the difference between Mike has a beer for me or Mike has a beer for me. And it, mm-hmm. and it means somebody has to answer your question. So if I write a question for you, you have to answer it if I put the question mark. Interesting. That's what about this sharp one? What does that do? The sharp one right here? Yeah. It's kind of a it's kind of like a V, but if you turn it on its side. Um I don't I don't think that that one really is used for too much except for maybe maybe it's to move over to different sides. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm convinced you know how to work a laptop and you know what all the buttons do. Yeah, so guess what? I typed I typed out the crimes today, and I think, you know, basically it's going to be giving me a lot more efficiency. I've already basically planned crimes for the future for a long time. For instance, next week, just so you kind of know, next week is going to, we're, we're going to see Restultons 5. Okay, I won't be here next week. <laughs> But not this week. Not this week. We're not talking about that this week. Should I get into some crimes? What do you think? I mean, look at this machine. Look at this. I just can't even really comprehend different pieces and parts that go into making this. Yeah. How did somebody figure out? I guess I must have kind of like... I don't really know how they do it. Where you press press down over here and then... uh, Did you you know you can get on the internet from here, from this machine? Have you been on the internet yet? That's a world world speaker, right? Yep. It's the big speaker that goes to everyone in every place oh, yeah. at the same time. That's where our internet uh, that's where our show lives on the internet. Yeah, but so how does that go how do you, I guess I just type it in, let me see. Just go www.internet.com. Internet.com. We'll see. Maybe it'll come up it might take a little bit because it is kinda who knows how they really Yeah, this do looks that like part. a sp- this is a kind of a. I, did you find this in like a alleyway somewhere? Because it's this is state of the art machinery, my it friend. Looks big. It looks like a suitcase. Okay, it's not a suitcase. It is a really intensely powered um, device that comes up with ideas for you. It's getting really hot. Like I can feel it from here. Like it's burning. Okay, I did hear about that. That's what. Okay, listen. I bought this from Lionel. Lionel? Yeah. Lionel said that it... it um, Lionel said that it's going to get hot on purpose. To It, it serves That's the guy who like, sells stuff in your alleyway. He wears a trench coat. Yeah, and he said that what it... The other thing that's nice about it is winter. If you're... if You you just kind of try to click a lot of buttons and it'll warm it up. So it's kind of like three, three, four, seven, and one machine. Mm-hmm. You really need to stop doing deals with Lionel. Lionel's a good guy, man. He's he always upsells you. How much did he pay for this laptop? Well, it did cost a lot. I mean, basically, I didn't have a lot of money to give him, but I gave him all the money that I had, all the peanut butter that I had at my house. He wanted all that. 
And also, he did ask me, okay, I have to give him some stuff that I got. I have no more. Do you remember how I got that giant booze present uh, from the gods above? Or I don't think it was really the gods. I think it's from somebody who had a crush on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Your secret yeah, admirer the, gave you a big... Uh... It was like seven or 8,000 gallons of liquor. Yeah. I had to give him all that. You just... Someone showed up on your doorstep with like... Ten different kegs mm-hmm. of beer. Yep, and all that's gone now. I had to give that away for this computer. That was a mistake. That was like a lifetime supply of beer. But anyway, that's neither there nor there nor anywhere else. Uh, let me turn the pages to. Is that why we haven't heard it. of like a a, a liquor store crime? Because you just had your lifetime supply of booze. Well, I need to. We're gonna need to get some new ones because I had to use that to get this newfangled. Equipment. He said there's only a couple of these in the, in the world that you can get access to. There's so. so many. There's a million laptops in the world, and they're newer than that one, and they don't burn. It smells. It smells. I don't know what's cooking in there, but it's it. It smells like burnt hair. Hey, why don't you focus not so much on the medium and more on the message? Let's get into the crime. All right, we've done enough bullshit. It just. I'm. I don't know how well I can. It stinks. Okay. Okay. All right. Listen, what's the first crime? Let's that's just get through this. The smell this. of things getting made and and into from nothing into something. That's what happens when you make something. It goes from nothing to something. It can't happen for free. It has to happen. Everything in the universe, Mike, is built on energy transference. Okay. Nothing can come for free. If you want to, you know, move a giant car down to the street and it doesn't work. Well, you're going to have to use up all your energy that you get, and so you're going to have to eat another donut to be able to get it moving, okay? Thank you for the physics lesson. (laughs) I'm just saying, I've used computers before, and yes, they can get overheated, but they they don't stink, and I'm like, I'm getting sick. I don't know what's in the inner work. It smells like there's like a dead rat just cooking alive in your computer right now. Well, that's probably true. I mean, they probably need to be have some different kind of bugs and stuff in here to move pieces, parts, based on what. Do you think there's like little? Okay, you know what? I'm. This is clearly a, a no way street. Uh, you got crimes or what? Yeah. Listen, I think this is a good one. Okay. I think this is a good one. E Y E. Here we go. We're going to partner with eye doctors to increase their business. How are we doing that? Listen. Listen to the pitch. Here's how we would... You pretend you're, you know, an um, eye-tologist. I, 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 mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great if all of your clients called in this week to schedule new appointments? Business would be booming for you. Yeah. And we can make that happen. How's that? What we'll do is we'll steal people's glasses... And change their prescriptions on their glasses, okay? So, we'll just need a list of your clients, and we'll start stalking them immediately after this meeting. Uh, Then what we do, Mike, is we wait for the perfect opportunity when they set down their glasses. Maybe someone calls to them, and they have to look over. Maybe they're sweating a little bit on the bridge of their nose, so they set their glass down for a second. Perhaps, could be some kind of scenario like that. Okay, and we put stickers on their glasses that change their prescriptions. And boom, the next day they'll make an appointment with the eye doctor. That's the crime. Stickers. 
You want to put stickers on their glasses? That changed the prescription of the glasses. How does that change their it's prescription? It's like a clear, clear sticker. You put it on top. Oh. Changes the prescription. Is that how prescriptions work? Well, the... That's the one problem about the crime that I didn't think we would get into right away. Exactly. What, the main thing? <laughs> you didn't think I'd bring up the main thing? We have to invent the stickers, I think, because I couldn't find them on the internet. Yeah, because that's not how glasses work. It's not, did you think it was just like millions of tiny pieces of like plastic? I thought, okay, basically when you look at different kind of mirrors that are shaped in different ways, you know, makes things look bigger, smaller, different, different sizes, different types. So if you could get a sticker that would look like a mirror maybe all the fibers of the sticker are pointing into the center that'll make things look different closer further away or something Mm -hmm. so then when they put them back on oh no i can't see right anymore so then they'd have to call up their eye doctor and hopefully we get maybe 10 or you know 30 percent of whatever the the copay is to the eye doctor Mm -hmm. yeah uh, I don't, I don't really get this one. I mean, obviously you have zero understanding of how glasses work. Like, why don't we just, can't we just rob, like, the client list from an eye doctor and then use that list to, I don't know, break into people's homes? Why would we do that? They're good people. They don't need to be changing. We're trying to help a doctor. We're not trying to... You know, get free. We're items. trying to. We're not trying to help a doctor. We're just trying That's to what game the, a system. We're trying to partner with doctors to increase their business. We're, we're trying to make the eye doctor's life a little bit better. We're okay, trying to but do you understand how expensive book glasses are? We're trying so, to keep the economy moving and swirling in the right kind of ways to get vibrations going to get everybody involved. If you if you made everyone on Earth buy a new pair of glasses, it would crash the economy. That's how expensive they are. All right. Getting new lenses and frames, it's its a scam. It's ridiculous. You might as well just steal all their jewelry, and then they can just... Well, maybe we could talk to the eye doctor about what's going on, and what he could do is they could come in for their appointment. He could have them do the test where he says, look, look over at some of the different pieces on the wall and tell me what kind of shapes that is, or, you know, is that a taco or a llama? What do you see in this different ink blot or however those go? I can't really remember what doctors of yeah you've never been to eyes an eye doctor, really do you? and so whatever they do while they're doing that the person puts down the glasses and they could sneakily take the stickers off the glasses actually so then the people don't even have to buy new glasses the only thing they have to do is go into their doctor for a minute pay the copay but that's still got to be a lot of money I just feel like you're trying to like make this. Some kind of altruistic thing. Well, it is. It's for the good of the people of the different. It's for the places. good of the doctor getting all those copays. Yeah, and good of the doctor is good for us. I mean, everybody wants their doctors to be happy, healthy. Can we just rob the doctor? We can talk to the doctor about that, but we can't rob him unless he's been busy. If he hasn't had any customers lately, he's not going to be robbable. Okay. Really. So, how do we make sure he has customers by? Getting different stickers, putting them on people's glasses after stocking them. I think the biggest thing is we're not going to invent stickers that'll change prescription. Uh, you know, maybe I was being a bit too hard on this. You know, of like, oh, what about the people? And in a certain, you're right. I don't. You know, who cares about the people? Who cares about the doctors? The thing is, you can't just put a sticker on a cl- pair of glasses. Are there stickers like the that are clear? 
Do they make those? Yeah, but they'll just make them look foggy. Okay, so what about if we get stickers that are clear, we put, like, we take them all and we turn them to the side and then we put, like, six of them on top of each other. Then we put it on to the glasses. Then Then they'll just know that there's, like, a big heaping pile of stickers on their glasses. Okay, what if we got, what if we got, okay, okay, what about this, what about this, what about this, listen to this, we go to where they are, stalking them, okay, we'll bring along a printer, okay, and we'll take a picture of what they're, wherever they're looking, the direction that they're looking, okay, then we download that, then blur, blur, blur in Photoshop, then print that picture twice then we cut it out and then we glue it onto their um glasses while they're not looking then when they put their glasses on it'll look like they're looking where they were where we took a photo but it'll be blurry okay i'm super confident that was absolute nonsense so i'm just gonna say no to this crime uh what else you got this week you want to just go on to something else okay fine that's fine, and I'm not even grumpy about it. It doesn't even bother me that you said no, because, you know, I got the world in front of me or something about oysters. Anyway, listen. That's what it That's what it kind of sm- it smells like, burning oysters. <laughs> Did you put oysters? Were you, like, cooking oysters on this the other day or something? Let's talk about... It smells bad, and it's kind of changing sense, like, by the minute. It's weird. I've never run across something this strange before. Let's talk. Do you? Let's talk about the pyramids of Minnesota redux. Oh my God! Okay. So recap. This was a yeah, crime. Give me the crime recap, please. Remember. We were going to basically trick people into building pyramids of Giza in Minnesota. The only original exact replica. Mm. Yeah, the only replica of the pyramids of Giza. And and the gimmick was. Hey, you're you're not going to see this for probably 20 years, but you'll get to be a part of it. And we're basically tricking people into becoming slaves for a day to build a pyramid. Yes, and do you did you forget about giving them the maize flatbread? Oh yeah, cuz that was a big important part. <laughs> so listen, I have an idea to make it even better. So that's kind of why we're coming back to this. So first off, we're going to execute part 1 of the crime. Now this is going to be part 2. Okay. Okay. So, how hard do you think it would be to get an airplane? Like, buy an airplane, steal an airplane, just Both. have one? Uh, well, it depends on what you're, what kind of plane okay. you want. Listen, let's just get an airplane. Don't even worry about that. Get an airplane. Do you want, like, a jet, Once, prop plane? No, I uh, want to have... How many seats? 300 or 400. Oh, like a Boeing, like, 747, like the big commercial air... Regular plane that you go flat up different parts of the That one's going to be tough. That one's going to be tough. Okay, listen. Once we get it, we need to buy like probably 300 TVs or however many. Yeah, like at least 300, 400 TVs and fancy uh, speaker set. I'm pretty sure those types of plans are not available for uh, civilian use. Okay, so we'll get it. Uh, Don't worry about that part for now. We'll get it. Then we'll get a bunch of TVs and a fancy speaker set, like a really good quality speaker. Okay. I feel like that would probably already be in in the plan. Then what you and I do is you and I go on to um, uh, Delta or something, and we look up tickets to Egypt, and uh, we go to Egypt, you and I. And then we record our view out the window. 
the whole time with our phones. Then we come back, record our view out the window on the way back the whole time. Then we can play that video on all the TVs and we'll put those on the outside of the plane in front of each window so that it looks like the plane's going up and around to Egypt. Um, we use the fancy speakers to make it sound like the plane is moving. Shake the plane a little bit. Yep. Then we sell flights to Egypt. But what the guests don't know is that we'll actually just bring them to the original and only replica of the Pyramids of Giza that we've created in Minnesota. Okay, so... Boom! This is going to make us so much money. I bet flight to Egypt costs at least like 40, 50 bucks times 300 people. And what does that make it? That makes us like $600 for one time. First of all, you could... I don't think there's going to be... I mean, we're going to have to do some crazy stuff here because first of all... I'm, I'm certain there's no direct shot flights from Minnesota to Giza, Egypt. Well, there are now. That's why everyone will come to us. You could charge a thousand bucks a ticket. Everyone will come now, to here's, us. Here's the big problem: is I thought the gimmick was this was going to be a big tourist trap for people who want to come to Minnesota, saying, "See the the pyramids in Minnesota." Why go all the way to Egypt when you got them? And you know, mm-hmm. that's what we do first. But now, second, we tell everyone to go, we're going to Egypt. And they would rather fly this flight than, like, say, booking on Delta. Well, perhaps they would see that, you know, to get from here to Egypt costs this much on Delta, but it's cheaper on our flight. Like, United. We can be called whatever you want. We can be called, you know. HKL or whatever the Dutch one is. What do you like? What kind of name? Fly Emirates. We can be called... Mike's flights. Okay. Uh, And where are we going to keep the fucking plane? In in your backyard, Mike. That would take up the whole entire block. Do you know how big planes are? (laughs) It's fine. Wherever we keep the pyramids, we'll just keep the plane. I I just want you to picture this in your mind. You want to go see the pyramids of Egypt. You check cheap flights online. You say, see, Mike's flights, (laughs) 50 bucks. And you're not immediately suspicious when you show up and you're not at the airport, the international airport of Minneapolis. You're in some guy's backyard that just has a Boeing sitting in it. (laughs) Okay. Listen, Mike, if you're paying 50 bucks, you may have to put away some of your um, judgments and and concerns. But basically what we could do is we could build up a nice looking kind of cardboard front of the airport so it looks kind of like the airport. Or we have people go to the airport, and then we tell them where to meet, and then we get there and we say, "Yes, follow me, please. I have courier service. They'll take you to the plane." Then we take and them then from again, the airport. You're to not the plane. Su- suspicious when you get into a shuttle. Well, that leave part, the airport. We'll, we'll tint the windows. No windows in the shuttle. Okay, uh, and then what? And then we do just put bags on their heads until they're on the plane, <laughs> because they're going to have to see the plane go up the stairs and see that there's. No actual windows, they're just TVs attached, and a big mechanical (laughs) rig to shake the plane and tilt the plane. If we... You haven't thought about this for one (laughs) second, Paul. Not a single second. If we cover the outside of of the walkway with different beautiful curtains, then they wouldn't be able to see what was okay. going on. When have you ever been on a, a... Going on a plane is not some luxurious experience that has 
curtains and valet service. Okay, it's a miserable, horrid experience for everyone on Earth. So don't you see how this is a better alternative for those people? This is a better vacation. They're already going to have the best flight of their life. Their ears aren't going to pop because, you know, they're not going to be in the sky at all. And also, don't you think it's a kind of a cheap that you're flying them to Egypt doing a once-over around the pyramids and just going straight back no, home? No, no, no. We're going to let them out to go run around and look at the pyramids and even they can run on Okay, so where they are the... They could run up okay, the so, pyramids. Okay, so shut the... Shut up. Shut up, Paul. Alright, so this is this is my backyard. We're looking into it right now. The plane is right there. Yep. Massive rig. Just shake it around. Now, where are the pyramids? Pyramids are probably up north somewhere that we need to go to. Okay. <laughs> so we fly, we shake the plane, we you know, we valet all the way from the international airport to mm-hmm. my backyard. Put them back in the shell of us. Mm-hmm. Drive them to the pyramids. Okay. And when they see that it's just like some grassy plains, probably a bit of forest. Say, well, what did you imagine? What kind of pictures were you hoping for? Some sand? Is that what you wanted? Don't you prefer having a little bit of greenery around you? Maybe the people of Egypt have been doing a little bit of work to kind of make their land a little bit more classy, elegant, and beautiful, and natural, and give you a little bit more of oxygen and carbon dioxide mixture. So they've been putting some stuff together. That's what's going on here with that. And you know what? They told me that it's completely fine if you want to run up the pyramid. You could go ahead and take a take a hike up there. It's pretty cool. And then, do you want to try an authentic maize flatbread? <laughs> maize flatbread that was made by the original Egyptians. So it, yep. And so there you go. Boom. Flight to Egypt. And now... Look at that. And then then it starts to get dark and they might say, um, you know, hey, we're staying at this hotel. We're staying at this. We say, the political crisis actually is happening right now in the country. Different people are really upset at different things going mm-hmm. on. One of those guys with... Anyway, uh, Sphinx come to life. There's a lot of problems going on right now. So we need to get you back home. And listen, don't worry about your hotel. You got to see the pyramids. That's the best part anyway. Let's go. And then we get him in the plane, or I mean, we get him in the car with no windows, drive him back to the plane, put him into the plane, do the reverse for eight hours or whatever it takes, and then um, let him out, say, welcome back, good job, you made it. Yeah, you, I feel like even you have to see that this is bad and could never work on any level. Why? Well, I, I don't see any problem with it, really. Really? As long as... Okay, the only thing that I see is that you could... You probably need to take a few acting classes. Me? Yes, Me? you do. Because I don't believe that you could really get this sold through. But I'll start for the two weeks that you do acting classes. I'll do a few rounds of this before we go. The only thing we need to do is we need to get the pyramids built pretty quick. Yeah. To get this done. We haven't even put the first part of this plan into place yet. So this is this is even like a plan that's like twenty to thirty years off in the future. Well, hopefully we can get the pyramids built in four or six weeks. Okay, and uh, and goddamn. Okay, so won't won't the pyramids of Giza in Minnesota be like news? Won't that be like a known thing that people it know about? It will be at first, and then when it's over, then and then we just what we mind mind white people like it's Men in Black. Like hey, no, we say good job, you found it. That's cool. 
Yeah, check it out. And people can still come see the only replica of the pyramids of Giza. They can still come see that, but this is the people who want to but go some, see But some, so some people are there because they want to go see the pyramids of Giza in Minnesota, <laughs> and other people are tricked into seeing them, thinking they're in Egypt. Is that correct? That is correct. So, and the, what if there's mingling between the two types of tourists? Well, we're going to have to come up with a little bit of, basically, this where the acting comes in. Skills. Oh, nope, actually, we're in Egypt right now. And then they'll say, but I thought I was seeing the only ones of Minnesota. And then I look at them and I say, this, we are in Egypt. You know? And I oh. got to give it to them, like, in a playful way that they kind of go, oh, yeah, we're really in Egypt. So the people who are the, the regular tourists are going to be very on board with tricking people? Well, they're going to be on board with playing the game that these are so beautiful and amazing. We should pretend it's Egypt. You know, they're going to be down to do that. Because otherwise they wouldn't be interested in doing this in the first place. Okay, you know it's an obvious no, right? This just can't work. There's no way we... You know, the Boeing, the plane can't fit in the backyard. We'd have to buy up a whole bunch of different plots of land, and that's going to be way too much money, especially if we're only charging 50 bucks a pop for a plane ticket. We could probably do... How much do you think that we could... We could probably do, like, 55 or even maybe $58 for round trip. Well, round trip? Oh, fuck. Okay, no. This... You've made me furious today for the first time in a long time. What do you mean? Well, since last week, probably, I guess. I was having a great week. Okay, here's the thing that I don't understand about you, is that sometimes you do this, okay? Basically, it's like, you're mad about this this project, and then I kind of say, like, well, what about this? What about that? And you say, we can't do this because of that. And then I say, well, don't worry about that because I got a solve for See, it. that's the problem. I say, you say, don't worry, I have a solve, and then you don't have a solve, or you just move on completely. Like, uh, your your part of the plan is don't worry about it. Part three, step three is don't worry about it. That, that's going to work out just fine. Well, some things, yeah, some things we might have to kind of improvise, figure out on the way. You know, where do we get the airplane? Mm-hmm. Or how do we afford all the... How, how do we even put set? it in the backyard? Are we landing it? Are we just crushing people's homes? Do we have... Do we know an inventor who could put together kind of some kind of seismograph that'll that'll do something to it or whatever those are called but you know those things we can kind of improvise that part yeah we would you know how crazy it would be to engineer a rig that could shake a boeing 747 like like it's like a test pilot yeah thing? how how many like pounds of pressure the it's other gotta thing, be like millions i was trying to come up with a way that we could make people's ears feel like they're popping and they're not. So, do you have any idea? One thing I thought of was that we could put we could put in popcorn that's really warm, but not popped yet, and we could put it into their ears. Come on, man! Now you're just making jokes. All right, you're not taking this seriously. No, we could use the headphones. You know, how we give them headphones for free to watch TV. We could put some of that popcorn into the headphones so that it pops. Okay, have you ever had your ears pop before? <laughs> You know, it's a completely different experience than hearing the sound of popcorn. It's a whole inner ear thing. We would have to, like, mind trick them. Okay, that's fine. Never mind about that part. Everything else, good to go. No, it's not good to go. We're not doing it. I'll talk to you. I'm not putting in 50 years of my life into this stupid plan. Because first got to trick people into building it for free. 
and how long is that going to take? And then we have to steal a plane, steal a bunch of TVs, yep. find a way to put it in a, in a in a field somewhere. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So you okay? No. Cool. So yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, it's we're good to go on that, um, and we're good to go on the this episode of the podcast. Is that, okay, is that sold it? out Just... two crimes. You're into them, and okay. we're good. I'm not into either of them, but okay, if that means we're done with crimes, then it's it's email time. Okay, it's the very special segment email I'll, time. I'll draw a picture of the plane and see if anybody can get it. Okay, for us. All right, emails. All right, this one's coming in from Jan Jobles. Hey, Paul and Mike, you guys are on one phone call. Can you guys bail me out? No, probably not. He already called. Well, it seems like he uses one phone call to email oh, well, me, and this is also from like this weekend. So. That's sort of a problem. Basically, when you get your one phone call, you have to make sure that you call the right kind of people. Usually, I start by calling a helpline, okay? Uh, for maybe, you know how when you have like a candy bar and on the back it says, if you're not completely satisfied with this product, call this number. Mm-hmm. That's who I call when I need to be in jail because it's gonna it's gonna take them. They're gonna be on hold for hours and hours, potentially days, months, and years. Mm-hmm. And well, then you can basically not be in jail. You can just be on the phone. This is until... this is actually a tactic that works. You call a complaint line of like any business, mm-hmm. and what for? Usually, what happens? Sometimes they'll hang up on you. Sometimes they have like. You know, a snooty young teenager who doesn't That's want true. to deal with then it. Then you're out of luck. But sometimes you get some some of the older folks, and and they'll they'll want to talk. They'll want to try to convince you to the point where they'll actually bail you out of jail, bring you to the headquarters, exactly, and then you kind of hash out your deal with the thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get free candy out of it. Yeah. So uh, um, my advice: call the he- don't call us. Never call anybody that you know. Call the candy bar companies. And if you do call us, don't voice to text an email to us because that's just not going to work out oh for sure and i don't basically when i talk to people on the phone like that guy now that guy who just asked us to bail him out of jail he owes me bail money because he asked and that's kind of how that works so you're going to end up owing owing double if you call me all right this one comes in from dave the mole king all right cool Hey guys, your show is the number one show in the underground kingdom of Subterranapolis. That's pretty cool. Number one show. Mike. What? That's not a real message. Dave the Mole? You don't believe Dave the no. Mole King? Yeah, I'm pretty sure the moles are matriarchy. And they have queens, not kings. Well, maybe this is like, uh, maybe there was rebellion. Maybe this is like an offshoot subspecies of mole person. Okay. Uh, we'll see. We'll find out. Well, Maybe. Either way, thanks, Dave. No, um, no, no, no. Thank you, Dave. Um, Subterranapolis, you're going to be our first stop on the tour. No, nope. we're probably never going to. Absolutely have. not. Listen, uh, no, thank you to Dave and Dave. Go suck it. And um, oh, here's one. Okay. I shouldn't even read this. This is good. This is going to get me in trouble. Oh my God! I see that nasty smile on your face. I'm not going to. It's a private are, message. You wanted to read this so bad on the podcast. You want everybody to know about your new, you know, friendy well, friend. This is why I, I don't think I should read this because it's it's not from Beyonce. It's this one's from Anna Kendrick at Hollywood.com. <laughs> 
Hey, Mike. Oh, boy. I just wanted to thank you for last week. And, oh, God, you know, geez. I had a wonderful time. I thought I'm, you didn't want to read this. I know you're busy being the Michael Jordan of podcasting, but I'd love to see you again sometime. Jeez. I, this is just perfect. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going to get lemonaded by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. She, you know how she hates a cheater. Mm-hmm. From Anna Kendrick at Hollywood.com. Look it up on... You know what? They, I have to tell you something, Michael. I, I gotta say, these emails are really devolving. This is... What's going on here with you? Are Look, you fake writing into your own podcast to try to get some different different action going with different ladies? Look, if I, I can't help it that I'm like, you know, the Michael Jordan of podcasting and people are taking interest. I know that the rest of them are real, but I don't know about these. I'm concerned that you might be kind of developing what they call Megalodon. Shark mania or whatever it's called. Well, somebody got shark mania for your super. Your ego, you know, explodes to thousands of size times the size. Basically, right now it's the size of a supernova. Okay, I think I get what this is about. You're jealous. You've always had a crush on Anna Kendrick. Look I, and look, and I get that, and I'm sorry I I betrayed your trust like that. But I can see if she has a friend. Maybe we can do some double data action. Hey, Michael Jordan of podcasts, I don't need you to talk to Anna Kendrick's friend for me, okay? And also, you don't know Anna Kendrick, okay? Come on. She just emailed me. Okay, we're done with this. Do, look, it up, look it up on your laptop. I'm not going to look up Anna anything. Kendrick at Hollywood.com. That's how you know it's for real. That's where all all the Hollywood oh, yeah, folks have, have their picture? email. Do you yeah. have a picture for her showing up on there? Well, she sent me a picture, but that I, I can't share. Okay. It'd be a, a breach of trust. I can't talk to you about this. You know what? First off, you ruined two perfectly good crimes today. And now, second, you're being completely, you know, basically just Look, giant I, piece of I'm shit. a star. I, and people are noticing my stardom rise. I can't, like, and you're jealous of me. I, I, I would think you'd be happy that I'm, like, you know, dating Beyonce and Anna Kendrick at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're loving it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, Mike. Mm-hmm. This I'm, can't get enough of the Michael Jordan of podcasting. I gotta go. Please, I'm done with you for today, and I really don't want to talk to you. You know, this jealousy time. thing is just—it makes me sick. Every time I have a new friend or a new sweetie, and you just say, "Oh, you're making it up." Well, you—you you absolutely are, because there's no way that anyone would choose between, you know, basically on this podcast. There's one person who's awesome and genius. And one person who's basically a crab. First you were mad when Crabby. Vince Vaughn noticed me and became my best friend. Then it was Craig the Wolf, and you couldn't stand that friendship. And now, okay. now I'm getting some action from some of the most beautiful women in the world, and you're just, like, breaking down. That's neither there nor here nor anywhere else, okay? We're done with this. Please just finish up the podcast. I We'll talk about this later. Okay, Anna... Text me later. Beyonce, please don't listen to this okay. one. Don't address them on the show, please. Just keep going, okay? Okay. I'll send you, I'll send, and I'll send you my private <laughs> email so we can. And everyone else who wants to bask in my glory, you can send uh, emails. There's a link at the in the description of the episode. All right. Bye, everyone.